What up, Fatherhoods Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They've got ill creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all that. You can make a little paper from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child. This is KGB. What up, it's DJ EFN. Yeah, this is Manny Digital. Welcome back yeah. to the fatherhoods. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, and we're not talking about the intro today, right? <laughs> what intro? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, just jump right into it. We've gotten a, a couple questions from the, from the listeners. Web. Yep, some listeners out there. Um, and I'd really like to to bring some of these up. So I got hit up by Rodolfo. He's at D-A-F-E-A-U-X 2727. I didn't want to even try to say that. Defox? But a shout out to Rodolfo, though. And his question is, he's like, uh, let me get to the question part. So he has a question about co-parenting styles. My lady has a daughter by another man, and we're currently taking the steps to start a life together of our own. One of those steps I'm facing right now is seeing how much my parenting style differs from hers and the child's father. I don't have kids of my own except for a niece and a few nephews. So what I'm asking is, with us looking to take things further in the relationship, how do I go about my role as a step-parent or even approach it? Wow. I think, uh, Manny, this is right yeah. up. Oh, yeah, yeah. this sounds just like me when I was contemplating doing doing my... Thank you for the question, Dolph, by the way. And d- disclaimer, we don't know shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're, this... we're, yeah, we're not experts. This is, uh, yeah, we're just the fatherhoods. <laughs> this is, yeah, just consider us uh, your homies on the stoop, just right, shoot, right. shooting the shit. Uh, so, I, I mean, the, the approach, honestly, is... You, you kind of have to rely pretty heavily on the mom in this scenario. So the mom kind of has to set the stage to allow your relationship with that child to be established. And so I'll, I'll take you through a quick story in my, in my case. So my wife, my now wife, she was so interested in allowing us to develop our own relationship at the beginning that she completely removed herself from any interactions that we, that we would have. And so I thought that was too extreme because the little girl, you know, at the time she was three, she she had just turned three or so. And she was like looking at me like, yo, who is this dude? And she'd be trying to check me. So she would say some wild stuff, you know, sort of disrespectful things that a little kid shouldn't really tell. Like in my household, little kids didn't speak to adults in a particular way. So she would kind of move closer to that, that line. And, uh, and I looked at her mom. She said, I can't remember what it was that she said one time. And I looked at her mom like, you're not going to check your daughter? And mm-hmm. she and she kind of just turned around. And then I just bounced. I left the house. I was like, nah, fuck this shit. This shit ain't going to work. Wow. And, yeah. So, because I was like, you know, th- there comes a point where, like, 
you yeah, I get the whole let your kid and, and the new person kind of establish a relationship. But the reality is if you don't set the ground rules for your kid, it's hard to navigate because you as the new person, you can't be putting your foot down too tough because you're going to alienate right. the kid. So right. I so I left and, you know, came back a couple of days later and, you know, she and I spoke about the situation. And then she started to, like, introduce me into the equation slightly. So we had already passed the point of, like, um, whether or not she knew she wanted to have some sort of relationship with me. And right. so now she's like, all right, I have to get my daughter accustomed to seeing you around since I'm trying to establish something serious with you. So, so I'd say, man, look, you, you, you guys have to figure out what the best approach is given what it is that your lady has set as far as, you know, how her, her daughter or her son. I'm, oh, sorry. It is a daughter. How, how her daughter will, will react to something like that. She would know best. And, yo, just take it one day at a time. The, the biggest thing that's very difficult, especially if you've never had any kids, is patience. It's something that I credit my 11-year-old my daughter for giving me because when you come into a situation like that, it is it takes a toll. So it's up to you as the man of the relationship with no kids to really check yourself and not let little things kind of let ruin a, a moment. And if you can cruise down that path, I think you'll be you'll be good. Probably the other wild card in, into it is that the the daughter's father and how instrumental right, he is right. in the child's life. Yeah, what that kind could of, work what, what kind of parenting him. style he's got going on. Yeah. Like that like, that 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 also is a challenge. And again, in my case, there wasn't a lot of there wasn't anything really there. Um so it made it easy for me. But even like um, you know, I, I remember when we spoke to terminology uh, on the show. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think I had asked him, one of us asked him, uh, like, what's that relationship like? Because there's another dude, like, in right. the picture. And, you know, I, I think he summed it up by pretty much saying, like, there needs to be a, kind of a respect established between the two dudes and an understanding. And then after that, it's just a matter of, you know, whoever shows up and does what they need to do, that that's ultimately what's best for the kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think the understanding conversation between the two dudes is important because you can't have you, you can't have like the the child's uh birth father painting the new guy as, as an intruder right then then you're never going to get anywhere yeah and, yeah. and th that that needs to be proactive like you just said Kay. like it's not something that should be assumed or kind of let you know wander around and not really address like it's something that seriously should be spoken about among the adults and then that'll i think nine times out of ten you set that tone and not on some like confrontational shit just on some like adult shit like you got right. pride to the side at, at, for, for this you know what i'm saying right and it's got to be focused on the kids benefit right it's not right. like yo i'm I'm with your ex so no, no, no none of that shit matters it's like yo and if i'm the new father for instance i'll be like yo so tell me like how how do you approach your daughter? Like, what are some of the things that you do? What does she like? What she like so that you can actually start to understand from his perspective how he looks at things, assuming that he's an active dad, and then you can you guys can kind of like almost like co-parent, you know, to an extent. So, E, isn't isn't Paul in a similar situation? Yeah, I was actually thinking about Paul when we were talking about this, and he, um, because I was thinking about the whole pride thing. 
Um, and yeah, he he met he he had a he has a stepson, and early on he got with the with the father, and it was more on some like because you know the father ran in similar circles, you know, and and it was like this macho thing. So he kind of wanted like I'm assuming he wanted to nip that in the butt and just make sure everything was kosher between them, and that it just didn't affect you know the fa- the family dynamic. So him and him and homie got together, had some beers, and they just chopped it up. And eventually, you know, they they grew to have a, a solid uh, relationship in terms of like how they, you know, co-parenting in a sense. Right. I don't know if you could, it's, you would call that co-parenting, but whatever. Um, but it, you know, that dynamic changed because the father ended up uh, getting killed, and and yeah. you know, and so then Paul became basically the only you know male role model in in his stepson's mm. life at that point. So, but I think. And the reason why I even bring up that he got killed is I think that it was it, it ended up being a positive thing. Not that, obviously not that he died, but that you know I think it helped with the son coping with that because at least you know it wasn't like any friction there. So you know Paul could be, I think and for me I'm imagining that Paul you know had more access and it just there was more solid ground there with with his stepson. To be able to help him through that tough time, you know, that whole family, the whole family suffered through a tough time. And then I have another friend who has an opposite situation where his ex-wife got with some dude. And and this is, again, the pride thing. And the, the dude on the other end was just a complete dick. Mm-hmm. And, and it just and it ruined his relationship with his daughter to the point where, like, they had, like, no contact. And now for, like, I don't know, 10 years or something crazy. To the point now where his daughter is an adult and they're trying to reestablish a relationship with, you know, between themselves. And it's just like and it's it's just crazy because they didn't obviously they didn't weren't able to the two guys weren't able to get together and figure it out for the betterment of the daughter. The guy was just a complete fucking asshole. And the ex-wife was a fucking jerk. And uh (laughs) And, you know, and just made his life impossible to the point where it ruined his relationship with his daughter. So he just had to step aside because he couldn't couldn't fight the two forces, basically. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying not to get into too many details because yeah. you know, it's pretty sensitive for both of these, these guys. But, um, but yeah, my friend's situation is just, it was terrible. And, you know, and a lot of things happened there. And it even got really weird on some, like, cultural shit, like, like mm. race stuff. Because mm. he's, he's a white dude. His wife's Puerto Rican. She got with a Puerto Rican dude. And um, and then like the daughter started feeling some kind of way about because then they had another kid. So then the daughter wanted to like like or the 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 parents wanted to change the daughter's name to the dude's name. So he could be like, mm. like have a Latino name. So she didn't feel alien. That's what they were telling him. And I'm like, it, it just got really weird, really fast. Wow. And it just ruined his relationship. And unfortunately, the, the, I think if the two men, never mind the chick getting crazy. But if the two men could have maybe gotten together, which he did try, and he there was times where the dude seemed like he was, you know, like on some dude, like yeah, man, we, you know, we both men, let's figure this out. But the dude always like turned around and like kind of backstabbed him. Um, yeah, so I saw, you know, those are two totally opposite, you know, situations in in terms of how they went down. Mm. Did um, I mean we can ask Paul one of these days the next time we have yeah. him back on? But did he ever give you any information just in terms of like I'd I'd imagine. That it's probably harder if the if the child is a a boy as opposed to a girl coming into a situation like that. Like I don't know. I, I would just feel like 
weird, did, man. Like, did he did he have any friction with the stepson initially? Because it's uh, like you've got another dude trying to tell yeah, a, young, yeah, a yeah. young guy, like you know, what to do. I just feel like there's more friction than. I think he did have a little friction, and I think one of the things that, I, and I mean, we have to bring Paul, and he could tell yeah. us exactly what happened. But if I'm not wrong, I remember the 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 father, the real father, telling him like, "Yo, smack him if you have to," you know, like. Like something like that, you know. I think I, I imagine that that conversation happened. So, and I and I think it was a little tough. It was it was tough on the kid, you know. So, but I actually I was thinking more. It would be weirder if it's a girl and for your dude, you know, because like you said, like the the mother should kind of like help set those parameters, right? Because you know you don't you know especially if you've never if you've never had you don't have any kids of your own you you know you're like ah it's a girl I don't want you know it's weird you know like it is you don't want you know I would imagine. So, mm. like, I can't even think of, like, you know, now that I have a daughter, like, some other dude get, you know, being involved and being around my dog, I'd be like, hell, fuck, no. Like, <laughs> right. Like, I don't care what kind of, you know, how good you think you are. I don't know what the fuck, you know, you fucking pervert, psycho motherfucker. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> so, so, I I guess, God forbid, but, like, if things didn't work out with your lady, right, and... right. And she finds someone else, right? You guys split. She finds someone else. How? What's? How would you react to her having bringing somebody else around your your kid? I mean, <clears throat> yeah. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah. And hopefully it, it does, does not. You know, I have enough. Res- what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I think my girl wouldn't wouldn't bring just anybody around our daughter. So I, I'm confident that. That she would be, you know, have used good judgment in that situation, and then when, when and if that were to happen, then I would have to come in there and I would do the proactive thing, and you know, and really try to like feel this person out and figure them out, and also do a background check and uh, show them my gat, and right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably not giving great advice at all. <laughs> Terrible advice. Let's just, let's just let's just say that's never gonna happen. Yeah, I really hope not. I even actually I, I even hate bringing it up, but because you were so adamant right now, I'm like shit. If shit did flip, you know how do you? Because it's tough, man. Like you, you, I never want to even think about a situation like that because the shit it can go haywire real fast. It's, just, it's man. I mean, look, it could happen to boys as well, but obviously, females um, are more susceptible to to abuse. I mean, maybe not more. I don't know the statistics, but for me, having a daughter and just knowing all the crazy shit out there, and and sometimes you know you don't even know the people that do these things, you know, and, and how you know how they go about doing these creepy things, and it's just scary, man. Like I'm worried about teachers. I'm worried about. I'm already anticipating everybody. I'm worried about. Like it's it's me against the world in terms of <laughs> who's who's around my daughter. You know. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. Well, you saw the new uh, that that the news about the the Catholic priests who were using the nuns as, as uh, sex slaves that they no, they, came, they just out came out and released that. Yep. Did we, did we talk about the nuns though? Also came out. That yeah, 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 using, yeah, sex using yeah, girls? yeah. The, the church just made. Tell me about this other thing, man. All right, yeah, let's flip this. <laughs> God damn, boy. Yeah, nothing's happened. Huh? What happened. Like, what's the story? So the um, the Catholic Church they they came out. Um, I think I think I read it. I saw a headline about it today. I got to have to read more about it. But basically, that there was some 
some sect or whatever you want. I don't know where where they were, but they were using the the priests were using the nuns as basically sex slaves for for them, and this was going on for quite some time. And the and nuns that, were okay with it. I, well, I don't think they were okay with it, but I think they felt bound by the position they were in to continue on to bro to, adult to do women, that. like i mean i get it but man <laughs> the like, position is crazy man yo the yo the catholic church needs to just disband itself already bro because it, all these stupid religions man i'm sorry if you're religious out there but just fucking be good people man stop fucking following all these creepy ass fucking perverts well here's the the uh, i guess the it's basically a facade, right? Because you're saying don't yeah, do X, front. Y, and Z. Right. And you're, you know, right. you're trying to teach people to do that's a certain, the, act, that's act a certain way, have a certain moral compass, but then you don't you have it. all kinds of other shit. Like, right. You know. So basically, the moral of the story is again, like when these kind of things come to light, and everyone sees, you know, a certain institution is holier than thou, and and whatever you believe what you believe in, but it's also think of you know when you're thinking about kids, like we we can't just blindly put our faith in people because nah. they say they have a certain they have a certain moral compass. Yeah, in, hell know. no, man. Nah. Hell no, no priest. Nah, be... No, no, nothing, man. Like get away, buddy. Yo, to, I mean, <laughs> I know we're always concerned about you know everything, and I know E, you're super paranoid about <laughs> about this stuff, but. One of the major mechanisms I found in just being able to trust a little bit more than I think some people might is really bunk hunkering down on my kids and really giving them the lay of the land and how to defend themselves in certain situations. Right. It, it, it will, it, it can't, you know, there's, for little kids can be overpowered by adults pretty much any day of the week. So right. brutes, brute force can always be used, but having them understand how to survey things and see what might be on the horizon so they can act accordingly is invaluable. Cause that's, that's the proactive step that we kind of take with our kids so that we can give them some sort of guidance to defend themselves you know, right. just mentally. And common and, sense goes a long way too. And it's not that common. Really. Right. So it's, it's hard, but that's one of the major things that we do. Did you, do you guys ever, I don't even know if I want to go down this fucking hole, but anybody ever dealt with anything or almost dealt with anything crazy when they were kids? Like, like abuse type of shit? Like, yeah. No, luckily, luckily, no. Um, I had a friend who befriended um, an older dude and at first seemed like, you know, the older dude was cool. And then, and then he started such a long time ago. I don't really remember what went down but i think right. the, his mom actually started to get like heard some stuff and right. then put a stop to them hanging out before anything got crazy so i think that's the, that's the closest at least that i could know about but no nah, haven't luckily haven't had to deal with any of that yeah i went to catholic school thank god I didn't, the only thing i endured was beatings from the nuns and the priests they whooped my ass they, the, the, the priest had a paddle with holes in it for air air, air dynamic you know like <laughs> had a nice so, aerodynamic paddle yeah and then the nuns would like you know grab you by your ear and pull you all the way to the office to the priest so then he could paddle you with damn paddle with all the holes in it and that was that was the the worst of that thank god i didn't I never any other kind of abuse. So I, I was never affected by any of that stuff, but I did live and I found this out by accident, sort of kinda. Of. There was a rumor, like we had a dude that lived in my building who looked like the biggest perv. Like he looked like 
I'm trying to think who I can describe him as, but just think. As just think. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to name anybody. <laughs> but, but all right, you know how Pee Wee Herman kind of had that eerie like, right? And he lived it, yeah. right? So this guy kind of re- resembled him a little bit. So my homeboy and I, you know, we run around through the neighborhood like getting into shit, and we end up going to the roof of our building because that was like a, a no-no but whatever we thought we were like fucking i don't know ninjas yeah i guess yeah and then we get to the roof whatever we just like bullshit around up there and then we come back down the fire escape and actually we go up and down the same fire escape and on our way down the cops come and grab us from the fire escape into this dude the pervert's crib and and we're like yo what what's going on and it just so happens that the dude apparently used to bring prostitutes into his crib. And he thought we were spying on him or some shit. So the cops drag us, me and my best friend, out of there. And, yo, I'm thinking I'm going to jail. My mother's, like, open the door. Like, she hears all the commotion. She's like, what's going on? She sees me. She goes, you will! <laughs> and she kind of, she, you know, everybody kind of speculated this guy was... You know, perv. So she thought it was like him molesting me type of shit. Oh my god! Yeah. So it was. It was, but it you know it wasn't any of that shit. <laughs> so the cops kind of let us go. I go into my house. My my friend comes to our house, and then we see the guy with a chick like a few days later, like escorting her into his crib, and we're like, oh fuck. So we stood away from that dude from then on. But that's probably the closest encounter I've had to anything even remotely similar. I had I did have one of those situations where a dude like the stereotype like story a dude in a van rolled up and was like hey kid I got candy, bro. <laughs> and I got a little I got a little puppy and some candy for you and I was like I'm out of here bro on my big wheel <laughs> I rolled my way out of there. I'm like you turn I'm outy <laughs> this was in Kendall oh, this is in L A oh shit this is in South Bay <laughs> yeah so wait, do we have another uh question from the interwebs yeah we do so this one is from rock p 0615 and he goes into talking about the music right and an artist that that we may love and listen to and there's been artists out there in the news that um you know they're accused of all kinds of shit uh in particular for this question dealing with women and, you know, allegedly beating women and that kind of stuff. But still, how do you reconcile liking their music and, um, you know, trying to be a good father and a good husband, yet you're listening to artists uh, that they may not even talk about morally? Yeah. So you might they might not even talk about that in their music, but they've been accused of certain things. So it's like, how do you. Yeah, how do you how do you separate the two and and uh, so the way he says it is kind of like having love for your homeboy you grew up with, but he ends up doing some really foul shit later on, and but you know it, he he was your homeboy and he looked out for you in the past, so it's like, you know how do you how do you balance that? So I, I could identify with that actually. I um I do have a friend that that did some foul shit in the past and I'm still friends with him and and it's just I just think that you have to um. Sometimes you kind of just, and, and I mean, you could apply this to music or whatever. You just deal with someone or something based on what, however, that interaction between you two is, you know? Um, and I guess for music, like, like 
me some most of the time if if I don't like something someone did and, and they're an artist, I probably will stop liking their music most right. likely. But I understand totally to that there you could separate the person from the art. Mm-hmm. You know, and and if and it and in history if we start to really look at all these like artists or whatever famous people's backgrounds like, you know, even even famous uh people in terms of like politics or or uh social warriors or whatever, you know, like like people have had have some skeletons in their closet that we've come to find out later on in life, and people still admire what they did for a movement or for the country or or what they did in art or whatever. So I I see that side of it, and and I and I could say that yeah, you could separate the person from from the work, but sometimes for me it's hard. Yeah. What about in instances where? You know, you have artists that, and and maybe they're preaching something positive in the music, but on the flip side, it, it's a total contradiction. You know, on their personal life, like you know, that's even saying, worse. Yeah, yeah, that's even worse. If it's, it's it's like what we were talking about the church stuff. It's like right. total <laughs> contradiction. Like, how can you look at that and you know, ah, can't take that serious at that point. What I find challenging in and even giving a good response to that is, you know how you know the often said thing where music can be considered like the soundtrack to many moments and memories in your life right and so right when i think about it from that perspective it's it's difficult for me to bash that particular art or in this case that track or that album that ties into something that i you know a moment in my life that i really enjoyed so that body of work i will always cherish now how i feel about that artist could potentially change but that body of work will still remain, you know, one of the top things I ever care about and not really be blemished by whatever actions that person took. So I almost look at it as as its own entity in that regard, which I guess I can disassociate the two, but I, I can understand why for some people it would it would be a stark contradiction. And and, and not every not everything people do is uh on the how can I say is on the is the same. Like for example, one artist might do something you don't necessarily agree with, but you can still listen to, to that person's music because that thing that they did was like, eh, I don't know, it's like it's foul, but whatever. But then there's something else that might hit more home. You know, like let's say this artist uh, abuses children. You know, and you're like, oh fuck that dude. You know, but this dude over here, I don't know, he cheated on his wife. You're like, ah, I can I can deal with that. You know, like not everything is equal, maybe, mm-hmm. and that's that's on an individual. You know perspective on what you you know whatever your feelings toward things are what about you Kay? yeah i i think i mean there's no real clear-cut answer to it, it it's really a personal judgment call yeah, right personal, yep. you, you, so you know you can decide that you know look i'm just looking at i'm just looking at it from an art perspective like you say manny like you know this is this is this particular song or this body of work it does something for me you know i grew up with it or i, or I dig it and but I'm not really thinking about the artist as a person and what they do outside of the music. Um, so you, if you can disassociate like that, it's almost like um, I don't know when I first started getting into music and actually started meeting artists that I was fans of growing up, and then 
maybe they turned out to be dickheads, you know, yeah. when you meet him as a person. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck, man. How did... That would turn me off of their music. Yeah, uh, yeah. Off, I, I, more often than not, I yeah, would stop I, listening to that artist. I have a hard time listening to the yeah. music again because I'm like, ah, oh, this dude is a dick, yeah. man. Like, fuck this dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that was like a learning lesson. But I guess from, you know, this goes to this question as well. Like, you know, if you start to uncover things about an artist and then you just have to make that judgment call on your own and also as a parent so if you're gonna let if you're gonna introduce the music to your kids uh, of these artists and you already having reservations about because of cer certain things that they may have been accused of or they've or they've actually um you know cop to saying yeah this this is what this is what it was um how do you how do you teach your kids about that you yeah, cause you 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 might put your kid onto something, and then later on, when they're a little older, they're like, "Yo, pops, you, this this dude is fucking, you know, he's a he's a rapist. What the fuck? You, right. you know, you haven't listened to a rapist's music? Like, <laughs> right. what the fuck is wrong with you, man? What kind of parent are you? Right. So, I yeah, I think it's a personal thing, man. You gotta you know decide for yourself, and you know maybe certain things don't bother you, but other things do. But it definitely, I could see where it, where it affects you know you know being a fan of somebody also where do we like how many chances do we give people as well and 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 I'll I'll bring this back to just my own circumstances where so for instance my son when he starts like doing something wrong or I catch him on doing something he's at a point developmentally at least now where he can say hey dad all right I, I messed up can you give me a second chance to to, to do it right and so when we look at artists i don't know you know people can change do we give yeah. give people second chances or and and i guess again it goes it's, to the severity yeah. of what the allegations are not every crime is equal you know not every right. offense is, is equal and that's what i'm saying like each person has to decide what is the line for them because I'm not going to give you know okay you know you're sorry for sexually abusing children uh, I get it. That's good for you, but I'm not fucking with you, dude. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But this dude over here could be like, I'm sorry, you know, I, I cheated on my wife. Uh, okay, we accept your apology. I'll listen, right. you know, I got no problem listening to your music, but this dude over here, you know, I can't, I can't fuck with it. You know, they, it's just, it's disturbing to, to think that you're kind of supporting someone that does something that you personally, you know, can't fuck with. Right. And, yeah. and unfortunately, we've been getting a lot of that in hip hop now. Where we're starting to find out, or, or we've been known, and it's just now it's smacking us in the face where we can't avoid it. Where artists, time and time again, are doing these these crazy things. Um, and yeah, and I think it, it is a learning, it could be a negative learning lesson if you're listening to it around your children. Um, I think that could that definitely later on they'll be like, yo, man, what the fuck, dude? What, you know, why were you listening to that person? <laughs> right. <Fucked up. laughs> Yeah, so I don't think we have one clear-cut answer. No, nah, it's it, you know it's complicated, man. And 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 again, then you get to like where you were saying, like, who are we to judge? And and we don't know the 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 details of the crime, and and, and maybe you know if the guy was framed or the girl was framed or whatever. But but I mean, I think sometimes it's pretty evident that something you know went wrong, and you just gotta make a decision for yourself. Yeah, I mean, to me, the tone of the the. The question really zeroes in on on the treatment of women and and beating women, and seems like this is a, a stance that he's having a difficult time 
coming to grips to with, with uh, a handful of artists who may have been accused of this or who've done right. this kind of thing. So my guess is you probably just need to leave it alone if it's making you feel a certain way. Agreed. I mean, but again, but again, it's a judgment call, right? <clears throat> I mean, it, it it even speaks to everything almost in hip hop in yeah. terms of the treatment of women. Yep. And so you know, then then that, yeah, it's it's personal call, man. Or you have to be a you have to be someone who's going to make some kind of personal change, right? So um, you can still love the music, and maybe you can still love some of those songs and and feel the artist as an artist. But then, like, what are we all doing in our own personal spaces to make things better, so that right. that's not the that's not the focal point of what, what what gets put out there um, in terms of as hip hop is concerned. Right. We're not going to push that at the agenda of the mistreatment of people. And and so but it takes everyone's own personal kind of judgment call and to pass along that information. Woo, good point. Heat rock. Boom. Boom. Booyaka shot. <laughs> Ribat. I, I, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I got Welcome home, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so I got some updates well one one major one so remember uh the potty drama that I've been having with my daughter potty potty yes okay yes. so she's finally peeing consistently in her oh potty. okay nice yes. nice so we it's been two weeks about two weeks that she's been doing that and she now has it down to pretty much a science. Like her accidents, she might have one accident a week. She still poops in her. Now we moved into a pull-up. But the interesting thing is we started with like my wife got fed up one day and she changed that last like full diaper. And then she was like, I'm just going to put a freaking panty on her and we're just going to deal with it. We won't let her sit on the couch. We'll only let her be anywhere where there's not a rug. <laughs> and and we'll just clean it up if if it happens, you know, if she pees or whatever. So she pees on the panty, you know, it's on the floor or whatever. She comes, cleans it up, and then my daughter's like, uh, "I'm wet, come change me." And my wife's like, "Nah, kid, you're gonna stay wet." <laughs> and she looked at her like the world was ending, and started crying, crying. And then uh, she finally kind of got it, like, all right, I'm going to have to deal with this for a little while. So she you know, she stopped crying. And then that that went on for maybe two or three days and just chasing down after her, making sure she didn't ruin anything with her pee. And then finally she went to the potty uh, before peeing on her panty, like three or four days after it started. And then at that point, my wife changed her to a pull-up. And so that's been the, the go now. Uh, between a pull-up and and really only changing her diaper probably once a day, maybe twice, whenever she poops in it, versus you know five, six, seven times a day, and she's happy. Like there's a whole dance now. Like there's this nice. whole like <laughs> culture built around like doing the right thing <laughs> in the body. So I'm happy. I'm happy. We're almost there. Congrats. Nice. Not, Getting there. Not on some five month shit, but you know. It's all right. Hey man. <laughs> Hopefully before her third as birthday. Which as long as it's good. being done, then you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my, uh, my update is uh, I have a crawling baby now. Hey. Uh, nice. Yeah, she, she started crawling uh, last week. So it's funny, though, because it's just the beginning stages of crawling. So she does like this weird, like almost like she's limping crawling. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
where one leg crawls better than the other leg. She's yeah. the coordination isn't there yet, but it's cute, man. It's cute. But now she's like all trying to be mobile, trying to crawl on everything, and it, it's it's real cute. Is she nice. is she grabbing onto things and trying to walk also, or is, or is that not yet? No, she's not doing okay. that yet. All right, not like now she's like. Like I, I used to stand her up, and she gets excited and would try to like walk if you hold her. And now when I'm doing that, she's like, no, 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 I'm, I can crawl. She wants, she goes <laughs> for the for the crawl. You know, like no, I want to hit the floor running. Right. So yeah, so it's it's super cute, man. That's dope. Now it's scary because now we're in that other phase now where she's getting mobile. Are you guys? Are you guys uh, like the pe- uh, child proof and everything? Where yeah, we're gonna get into that now. Like, oh, that's a whole. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> did you did you guys do extreme childproof I'm, i mean i don't know i feel am i wrong that i don't want to extreme childproof uh, i didn't extreme I, we ordered some stuff like to keep the cabinets plugs. locked and stuff yeah the plug uh, stuff. Yeah, cabinets. some of the cabinet stuff locked mm, i didn't even think of that the i'm gonna go too this, crazy but this stuff for like the edges of like the corners of tables yeah, got those yep we didn't get those but those would have been good because our fear, especially when they're starting to walk, especially if the table's like near near their head, right? Um, that's where we could we saw scary shit happen around tables like that. We never got it, but that would have been good to have. Hmm. Okay. Good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Corner corner tables. Good. You you guys thinking about going crazy or what? What's the consensus in your household? I mean, we've just talked about uh, the plugs, you know, the the covers for the plug for the outlets, and um, like a little, like a the gates, gates for the stairs. Oh yeah, definitely want that. Yeah, that's the only thing we really talked. And then what we did is we got um, like a pen, a play pen mm-hmm. that we got. And I posted in one a friend of mine. He was like, "Yo, why are you teaching your kid to be in prison already?" I'm like, "Yo, <laughs> hell, bro." But I mean, that's it's super safe. We put her in there where she got her toys. And that's the other cute thing that she's now like like getting into the phase where she knows that there's toys are toys, mm. you know. And she's and we have them all like in a like a bag, and she like uh, it's like a cloth bag, and she like pulls it down, and she like goes into the bag and starts pulling out all the toys and stuff. So get, that thing is very helpful, having her in that. Get one of those bounce jumpers. They sit in and they start bouncing around all the damn place. Oh, yeah? You think that's a good Oh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. For energy to get, release energy? Yeah, yeah. Because, one, it helps them, like, learn how to stand a little bit and just, like, mm-hmm. strengthen their legs. But then with the music on, they can start moving around and they get super tired because they start going nuts. And then, then afterwards, they it's good for nap-inducing. Good to know. Yeah, my my up uh, my update is um, that I'm seeing that well, I already knew this, but I'm I'm seeing that my son has a lot of empathy, which is a good which is a good good thing. Stuff. Yeah, we we um I I mentioned to you before how he was he was celebrating Dr. King's birthday and yeah, so that I, I guess apparently in school they started talking about slavery a bit, um, get into that topic. And he came home the other day and he started having a conversation about it, saying what he learned. Um, And then he said, so what he said wasn't necessarily great, but it showed that he's got a lot of empathy, right? So he he basically said, so I guess I probably 
don't I I don't think I like myself now because I've got uh, light skin. Oh, shit. Once he learned once he started cuz basically he understood how fucked up right all, right all this is, right? Um so of course we said, "Nah, look, you know, you got to love who you are and love yourself and the whole purpose of Dr. King's mission was, you know, everyone love themselves and all that good stuff." So he understood that, but um but I felt really, I felt really proud of him just to be that young and to, even though he shouldn't dislike himself, but to understand that, that, that that kind of that that slavery and racism, all that stuff is so fucked up at a at a young age like that to be able to kind of start putting yeah. that together and have empathy for people, I, I, was, I was happy about that. No, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's dope. I, I have a lot of hope for the world with the newer generations because i find i find what you just described to be more common yeah than we would imagine my nephew is like that as well yeah and and even like you know the the millennial generation like those in their late 20s or mid to late 20s and 30s now those folks are very cause oriented so they they really do give a shit about things it could be a bunch of different things but i can't my generation, like, you know, there's, like, the big, like, social justice warriors of maybe two or three different major themes. But it wasn't like everybody was really proactively doing something about it. I feel like I see more of these kids either organizing or contributing to certain causes or doing a bunch of shit. So, I... I really? I, like, I, you, you do see that? Because... I do. I feel like they, there's too many, like, selective outrage and it's just, like, for certain, you know matter of hours or days on social media and then on to the next thing that you're you know nah, there, outraged about there's a lot of that and that is attributed to you know the ease of social media and you just right. throwing your two cents in and making it seem like you're a part of this this move yeah your but, hashtag right but there are i mean especially like you know i used to work with a bunch of people in, in the corporate world and you would see them actively be doing a lot of this shit like fundraise and you know organize the different local you know things and you know i thought you know i may not agree with the causes all the time but i think it's good that they they're in, they have that habit to try to do a right. lot of these things so I, I hope that means that you know the larger universe out here is acting accordingly because that could be positive for all of us hopefully and more mixed babies i'm always a fan i'm always a fan of yeah. that no <laughs> it's it, it definitely you can't hate what you are, you know what I'm saying? So, right. So, so, you know, whether it be, you know, Latino mixed with another race, you know, black or white and white and Latino, Latino and this, whatever, you know, Asian, I think that that can contribute to people less hatred in the world. What were you going to say about your, your nephew? You see, that you see that, that kind of empathy in your nephew as well? E? Yeah. Um, damn. And, and I want to remember specific things, but yeah, he, he, he actually, this is one thing. It, this happened a long time ago, but, um, so he, uh, my, my cousin made him chicken and he sat there and like looked at, at the chicken on the plate. And he was like, this chicken was alive at one point. Oh shit. I feel, you know, and this chicken had brothers and sisters, a mom and a dad like me, like, I feel terrible eating this chicken like he said something to that degree and he like looked very like like sad like he, he was somber about it wow. and really like, like like thinking about it and 
And and he and you know and he told that to my cousin. My cousin was like shocked. She didn't know what to what to, she was like. Oh wow, this is crazy. And he's done a lot of things like that. Um, it, you know, throughout you know, well, he's young. You know, he's actually his birthday's coming up, and so it's it's pretty surprising for a little kid to to think in that way. It yeah. is. It is. They're more conscious of the world around them than we than yeah. we were. I'm I've definitely than I was. I yeah. was thinking about nothing but eating the motherfucking chicken, not. <laughs> what, Definitely where it came care from. About, yeah, yeah. I was, I was <laughs> terrible, man. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to kill things, not, not, not keep them alive. Yeah, for sure. For I sure. was the, the wild kid with the BB gun. <laughs> yeah, lovely. <laughs> so yeah, guys, there it is. You guys look exhausted, by the way. Man, it's been. What is it? It's not even. I don't know. It's only been a couple of days in the week, and it's. Yeah, I'm. Not, I feel. Feel drained out today. Yeah. I'm exhausted myself over here. But I'm glad we were able to to get together and talk it out. And get yeah, the, for get sure. The therapy in for sure. Yeah, man. All right, and, John. And actually, let's thank the people who you know tweeted us those questions, and tell any of our listeners, please, you know, um, where they can get a hold of us. Where can they catch us? At, hit our all our socials. Yeah, all, all of our socials would be at Fatherhoods with an S Pod, P O D, and that's on Twitter and Instagram primarily. Uh, we also have a Facebook as well. So hit us up on any and all of that, and of course you can always email us at uh, Fatherhoodspod at gmail dot com. Yeah, and I like go, I, I like having the no. I was just saying I like having these questions come in because it's good. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people who just dudes that just don't uh, want to voice any questions, right? It's yeah, no, pride shit. I think it's 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 healthy for for us to get these questions and and try to tackle them, even though we're not experts and our advice might not be the best advice all right. the time. Right, but it's, it's conversations. You know, you're you're, you're just you're kind of like we're all talking through it, and you know, and I want to say, you know, hopefully people listening. Please send us more of these questions. You don't have to be a father necessarily. A mother could send us a question. Uh, a freaking uh, a son or a daughter could send us a question. Um, but definitely send us these questions because it helps us. You know, we want to talk these things out. We might, it, you might remind us of something that we wanted to know about. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And actually, shout out to uh, all the people. There's a list of people that are too many to name, but that are not actual fathers and that are planning on becoming fathers and are listening to us kind of to understand some of those things that we go through so they can mentally start preparing themselves for, you know, what's to come. So shout out to y'all for doing some of that early homework. And hopefully you find us to be a good source for a lot of that. Cause that's our goal. And, sh- and shout out to all the mothers listening as well. Mm. Even though some of y'all might be uh, just spying on us. Yeah. <laughs> we're just Spy going on the wall action, <laughs> but we, but we want to hear from y'all too. So don't be shy. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Cool. Uh, Indeed. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) That was a pulling teeth, though. (laughs) Nah, he was ready. He was ready. He was was like, hopscotch. It's all about timing, guys. Boom. (laughs) We learned this in music. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) All right, peace. All right, fellas.